0: Voyager Radio, self-development radio for the open mind, interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. I think, probably one of the most uh, absolutely incredible uh, guests we've had in a long time. Until four years ago, Linda Dahl was a vice president in the computer industry. Her career spanned 20 years, including time with Apple Computer as a marketing manager. Uh, You say right in the beginning that you became a millionaire by using conscious creation. What is conscious creation? Well, my definition
1: of it is, is selecting a goal that you want to accomplish in life and then focusing on that goal until it happens. There's a lot behind that. But basically, it's choosing what you want to experience in this life and using, I'll put in quotes here, metaphysical um, uh, concepts to bring it into, into physical reality.
0: Now, you weren't always in this uh, metaphysical realm, were you?
1: No, no, no. No, no. In fact, uh, when I was with Apple is when I stumbled onto my first metaphysical book. And believe me, I wouldn't have picked the book up if I had any inkling at all that it had been that. Uh, I didn't know that, and fortunately I picked the book up. And in that book, I learned of a book called Seth Speaks and uh, was fascinated by the uh, concepts that Seth... Passed on to Jane Roberts yeah, let's uh, through Alright. what has now become uh, called channeling.
0: Yeah, let's let's yeah be very very uh, uh, careful. Let's make sure that everyone knows what we're talking about. Jane Roberts um, is probably the most well known and certainly one of the first of the uh, so-called channels or mediums. Who brought through an energy known as Seth? Is that a, the right way to say that?
1: Yeah, that's uh, for uh, general consumption. I think that's a very, very good way to say it. I, it's it's much more complex than that. The whole phenomenon of channeling, and certainly what Jane and Seth were involved in. But for, for ease, that's good.
0: Well, let's not do it for ease. Be more specific, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so intriguing the whole story of Seth and Jane Roberts is. Amazing to me when I read Seth speaks, I learned a lot in that book. Uh, again, I'd never been exposed to anything, and uh, from the physical side of how Seth interacted with Jane, that was fascinating. That's one story. His material is a whole other uh, uh, aspect of what was happening between them, and and how and his material, of course, has gone on to impact the world in in great ways. There are like seven million Seth. Jane Roberts readers out there right now but as far as what Seth and Jane had established uh, as far as I know Seth is the first person who's ever really explained what goes on and in general terms he says that he as he he defines himself as an energy essence personality no longer focused in physical reality
0: I'm holding the nature of personal reality which must be the book that you were talking about Uh,
1: that's Probably, of all the eight Seth books that were, that were written uh, with, uh, as a combination of Seth and Jane, that is my number one favorite. The book I mentioned earlier was Seth Speaks, and oh, I guess okay. they actually vie for number one position in my mind. <laughs> They're both very, very important books.
0: Well, this one says, uh, The Nature of Personal Reality, Specific Practical Techniques for Solving Everyday Problems, Enriching the Life You Know. I mean, my goodness, if you're going to get information from a, uh, a source that is uh, otherworldly or, or uh, you know, whatever people say, uh, certainly not uh, physical, uh, or physical at least the way we understand physicality, uh, that would be the best one to have practical techniques.
1: Yeah, that's a very, very good point. In fact, I started with Seth Speaks because that happened to be the one I stumbled onto. However, the one that I used to get me from a marketing manager position at Apple to a vice presidency in the computer industry and on to making a million dollars was actually the nature of personal reality it's it, seth lays out the construct of physical reality and how we can interact with it to make things happen to, to to see what we want to see to walk into what we want to walk into as an event you know so you're right that that is the most practical uh, information that uh, seth uh, gave the world, and although it's found in, in all of his books, it's really condensed in that book. Yes, what happened when I was at Apple and I picked up those Seth books, uh, I became very entranced with the ideas of being able to create what I wanted to see in my life. I mean, who wouldn't? I thought it was a fascinating concept. I didn't believe a word of it, but I thought, because I'm very logic-oriented, I thought, well, apply logic to this if, if this is conducive to logic, and figure out how this works, figure out if you can really do this. So I set a a plan into place, and that plan included, in fact, the main goal was to get out of the computer industry, not because I wasn't content there, but I thought, if this really works, why don't I open up my visions and let's see what we can go for. If I can get out of the industry, that means I can do whatever I want with my life, even though I didn't have it defined at the time. But the sub-objective to allow that to occur, to me, had to be money, because I saw money as, as the vehicle that could, of course, get me the freedom that I wanted, and freedom was the number one goal. So I put that plan into place. I tested it along the way, like most people do, uh, trying to uh, create parking places and so on. And in my case, I had 25 hits with parking places and no misses. And I figured if I could create parking places, I can go on and I can do something significant. So it took, um, from, the, from the time it started the process, it took a little less than five years until I had that million dollars in my hands. And it came in, uh, the whole process was so fascinating because the, the money eventually got into my hands in such a, uh, an interesting way. One that I hadn't anticipated at Apple, how can I? I? I had no idea what the future would bring. All I knew is I was going to put it out there like Seth says to do, uh, follow uh, some of his suggestions. I added my own over the years, and finally I hit, hit a bingo. And I know, I know, I know that we can all do this. This is not unique. It's not extraordinary. It is common. It's the way we create our lives anyway. This is just doing it consciously. That's the only difference
0: you say testing the door of our beliefs let's talk a little bit about that you use of course uh, I guess this is a muscle t- uh, testing uh, kinesiology but but that of course has got to be the whole thing as if a if person isn't aware of their belief system then they can't really do anything yet
1: yeah let me give some explanation before we talk about beliefs because beliefs are they are the heavy hitters in in creation you you're right on that point let me tell why though according to Seth we are all consciousness that's all we are consciousness is all that is as consciousness we chose this reality to experience how thought creates he says that we we believe we, we set up a, a um, concept into place called linear time and the purpose of linear time is to see events to see events that are actually the culmination of our thoughts so That's important to to note because an event or a material object that enters our life, according to Seth, is simply solidified thought. Beliefs are nothing more than strongly held thoughts. I shouldn't say nothing more. I mean, that makes them very, very powerful. So when we get to what we believe about life, about ourselves, about our mate, about our job, and so on, when we can really get a clear picture of what we believe, we can alter it because we will understand what we believe. We take beliefs as fact. Most of us do in the world. It, it just seems obvious like uh, to someone who has had, let's say, several failures, however they may define that in their lives, they may say to themselves without even thinking about it, oh gosh, I failed. I failed. I'm a failure. I failed. They may not say it in those terms and maybe not that frequently, but the, the underlying feeling is there that they're a failure that will create another failure. It it can't not create. If Seth is accurate in what he says, it must create something that reflects back failure. Something that people should know because it almost becomes an overpowering thought if people don't understand that beliefs are not hidden in the subconscious mind. They are very obvious in the conscious mind. And this becomes a crucial thing when you decide to find the beliefs that are limiting you uh, from having what you want in life. And the beliefs can be uh, multifaceted, uh, and it's important that we not become uh, overly concerned that they're not uh, easily not only found but changed. Both are very, very possible and very uh, easy if we believe it. So it always everything we do in our life gets back to whether we will Allow it to occur because we will believe it. So, in this case, uh, if anyone is is interested in finding beliefs and changing their their lives by doing so, uh, keep the faith because it's really not that difficult.
0: Now, muscle testing. I, I brought that up again because, frankly, I, I, when I first came across muscle testing, I found it to be very useful. Uh, you tell a very interesting story, and of course, what's happening is I'm I'm going to start running out of time again if I'm not careful here, but. Well, the thing is, you say that there's a woman. She was a Christian. She believed that she said to you that God loves and supports me, uh, but that was not true according to her muscle testing. She said, "But I do believe God believe uh, God." Uh, she says, "I do believe that God loves me," uh, and and even that one, at least God loves me, switched back on. But but when you tested for God supports me, it switched off. Or uh, the point here is that people absolutely do not necessarily uh, say what they believe, and many times people don't even know what they believe. I think I've said that in a very convoluted way, but we have a call. Uh, uh, Let's do that right away. Elizabeth, Ventura, California. You're on the air, Elizabeth.
2: Hello. um, Good morning, Linda. It's going to be morning pretty soon. Um, Hi. I was listening to your uh, to your talk I did read Seth Speaks a long time ago I remember that and you know it did you know did remind me of like now that people are doing channeling you know you're right you know Seth was the first channeler right. what I want to say is um let's say we're we're trying to you know get a higher education for instance and some things we're just really not that good in and we keep striving and striving and you know, we just can't seem to, you know, we, we hit that glass ceiling sometimes, mm-hmm. um, like calculus, for instance. What does one do? <laughs> would that, <laughs> would your book improve my, uh, my uh, you know, math abilities? <laughs> That's one question. And the other thing is I do believe in affirmations. I read affirmations. I, you know, talk to my inner child. I, really try to take care of myself. However, sometimes I really don't see changes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I start wondering, well what is it that I want to be when I grow up?
0: All right, good good questions Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh your comments Linda.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth, they're very good questions. Uh one on the uh uh calculus uh portion of your of your questions. This, we always get back to beliefs in this reality. And if, if you can take a look at what you feel about, let's say, calculus in this case, what you feel about it, how you see yourself uh, interacting with it. In other words, do you feel comfortable with it? Do you feel uncomfortable with it? Why? What you do is start searching. It always gets down to this. You start searching for reasons and for understandings that you hold in your mind towards something. A lot of women, as you as you well know, have been uh, trained uh, to believe that they have no math ability. That may become a stumbling block for many, and indeed, it, it did in the past. I don't know if that's still the case today, but it's only beliefs. It has nothing to do with intelligence or ability. So, to to uh, go beyond any block, any block at all, you take a look at what you're thinking. Read nature personal reality or my book or other books out there but find something that gives you an indication of how to get to your beliefs again and they're not difficult to find they're only difficult to find because they look like fact that's why they're so hard to to identify at times but when you realize everything you think is a belief virtually if you think it often enough uh, then you can understand that it's, it's not a fact it's simply a belief you can change it and you can break that as you called it a glass ceiling that That's it. one thing on, for instance, your calculus. The second thing on affirmations, th- this is a very, very important point to be brought out here. An affirmation will do nothing, nothing to change your reality, to bring a, an event in that you want to experience or a relationship or a an item, money. It won't bring anything in until you change your limiting beliefs around that subject. This is... This is kind of a, a hot button with me because it is, I think it's very misunderstood. The affirmations are very misunderstood in the world of metaphysics today. Seth is, o- is only one of few that uh, explain why. In fact, he, he, he specifically addresses affirmations and says why they don't work. And I'm, I'll put that in quotes, too, because many times they do. But the reason they do work is because someone has cleared the limiting beliefs that stopped them from having what they wanted anyway, and then they added emphasis to that. They cleared away the beliefs. They added emphasis to what they wanted by then using affirmations. Certainly, you can use affirmations without clearing away beliefs, and it doesn't, uh, the the, uh, the, uh, inner, uh, I started to use the word energy, the uh, emphasis, though, is watered down considerably, considerably. We must understand what we're thinking and understand how that creates an event and then affirmations become the frosting on the cake because you're clear then you you, see you're working from a a solid platform of understanding then and then you then believe me then affirmations are very powerful all they are by the way are uh... focused intense thought that's all they are thought is what creates
0: now that was the point i was trying to make when i before we took our break the 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 interesting story there about the woman who was the christian who ended up finally being able to say i understand god supports me i just don't feel it the whole problem was finding out what her actual belief was and once she found the belief then it was then she could understand what the problem was
1: yeah you know she was an interesting case because she did believe that god loved her and she muscle tested and and said and the muscle testing said yes that's true you do believe that but she had, been, uh, uh, she had experienced in the last year several major um, events, uh, negative events, and that made her feel that God didn't support her. The universe wasn't supporting her because why was she in financial difficulty? Why had she had a health problem and whatever else had occurred to the woman? So she did believe God loved her. She just simply was losing her belief that God supported her. And, but she had them tied together in her mind because she thought they were both accurate but when she could break it down in this case through muscle testing although you certainly don't have to do that you can you can figure this out on paper believe me you can, you can see your beliefs just by writing writing down what you're thinking at times you can find them uh, in my book there's something called a root diagram that will lead you to your beliefs there are a lot of ways to find beliefs but in, unless she had questioned that statement she never would have understood how vulnerable she was feeling in life and by not understanding how vulnerable she was feeling she couldn't have changed it you see it it always gets back to do we want to change or don't we of course we want to then we have to find a vehicle that leads to change and the only the only vehicle that will lead to change is us changing our thoughts it may look like other ways take us there but they don't i don't care what it is if you if you do a ritual for instance if you're into ritual and you you uh believe the ritual will help you change your beliefs, it will, but it's a belief in the ritual, it's not the ritual itself.
0: right now this and of course, this is exactly what leads us on all these different paths to the same goal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we can go any way we want uh, and get to our goal. As long as we change, you know? And people don't even have to understand the construct behind change. I love to understand it. That's why the Seth material caught my attention, because it's so logical, the way it's explained, and it's so brilliant. However, you don't have to know a darn thing about metaphysics to make major successes happen in your life. That is obvious. And, but but the, the, the question still is, what made the success? Was it working 70hour work weeks? Well, sure, if the person believed that they had to do that, but they will still give the, the, uh, uh, they'll give the triumph to the 70-hour work weeks. They won't understand that it was their belief, not only in the 70hour work weeks, that might be one of the beliefs. But they had other beliefs in play that allowed them to become successful, but it always gets back to beliefs.
0: In what a few weeks or so, uh, out comes a new book from uh, New World Library.
1: Yes, we're really excited about it, too. It's called The Magical Approach. And uh, Seth and Jane wrote this book um, in the early 80s. Jane died in 1984, and the book was written then. It's just now coming out in print, and it is wonderful. We have a copy of the manuscript here at Seth Network International. And in it, Seth tells us very clearly that in order to get what we want out of life, we must have a complete reorientation of thinking. And he gives... Uh, uh, examples and material that he he had not covered uh, previously. He he'd, he'd uh, touched on it. How could he not? In four thousand sessions that he and Jane did over a period of twenty years, but but he focuses on it in this book, and it is it's just an amazing book. I I am sure you have Seth readers out there right now listening, and let me tell you, people, you are going to love this one. You know the let me you know there's something interesting <laughs> I should say for people maybe who don't know much about sure. Seth. There are seven, I might have said this, there are seven million Seth readers in the world, and it is truly a phenomenon because most of these people don't even know that there are other Seth readers around. We find that at SNI all the time. It is, people pick up the books and they just use them in their own personal, private lives, and they uh, they become... Touchstones to reality. You know, it's like you, you if when you're starting to feel like you're falling off a cliff or, or kind of going sideways, you you reach for a Seth book. They're they're just truly amazing information. Scientists from around the world have studied the Seth material to find out, at least quantum physicists, to find out what the next step in their evolution of understanding will be the next step, the next scientific breakthrough, because Seth even goes into quantum physics, far beyond what the quantum physicists knew. And he started this in 1963. You know, it's, it's uh, the, the information itself is now archived at Yale University, and I was there last week. We uh, Yale put on three tours for our group. We, we had a conference back there at Yale, and they put on three tours of the Manuscript and Archives Department, for Seth readers, because, and they said that the Seth material is the most visited information in the Yale archives, and they also said that it's the only metaphysical information that they put into the archives and would consider. I mean, we're talking about a serious body of work this far, far exceeds the level of, of most uh, channeled information that people have been exposed to to date. Well, you know, when I started my... Um, goal, uh, development when I was at Apple and I wanted out of the industry. Well, when I started that, I, I was like all these other Seth readers that I've met subsequently in that I was working alone and doing it on my own. I had no idea anyone else had ever, ever done this. I didn't meet a Seth reader till after I had that million dollars in my pocket. Then I started meeting Seth readers and I learned that other people are doing the same thing that I was doing, but it's just such a quiet phenomenon, the Seth material is. Well, thought a lot about that. I thought, you know, there are some magnificent stories to be told by other readers, not only of Seth material, obviously, but people who have consciously created what they wanted in life by focusing on it. So I decided to write another book called The Wizards of Conscious Creation, and it has to do with all of us. All of us... We pioneers of this, because we are pioneers, there just isn't that much data out there that tells us how to do it. And I thought, if we could compile a book on stories by these people, uh, think of the think of the uh, mind expanding uh, potential in that for other people who read it and really grasped that they could do it too and it's it's such an exciting idea to me. we We even talk at conferences on this subject because it is to me it's it's breakthrough thought. this truly is breakthrough. Uh, cutting edge thought, when we believe we can put an event into place and walk into it, meaning meet it in life, we can get what we want by focusing on it through thought, then that's something that, that that we all should be exploring.
0: The interesting point here about conscious creation is this: So many times you hear about someone who was successful and they say, "I wasn't thinking about it, and it happened. Yes. So what you're saying is, hey, that's not important, is it? What's really important is that you were thinking about it, and it happened.
1: You were allowing it to occur on, on, through your thoughts. You didn't put blockages up. You, you felt positive about what was happening without the negative side creeping in the doubt, the disillusionment, the anger, the, the frustration. Something allowed, you allowed yourself to, to let it happen through your thoughts. Always, through your thoughts.
0: So the person who goes out, buys a lottery ticket, and says, I am going to win, and wins has, has had the breakthrough of conscious creation.
1: Oh, most assuredly. I, uh, th- As we, opposed we to don't... the
0: person who just bought the lottery ticket and it happened. I've got to, I've got to cut out here okay. <laughs> on that one, but, but that's the point, isn't it?
2: Yes, you bet.
0: All right. Uh, Timeless Voyager Radio we're We're running out of time every moment here. I can't believe it. Linda Dahl is my guest. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue this as far as we can. real quickly, you've got uh, a little less than a minute. Why don't you do the best you can. Um, why does conscious creation work?
1: Just basically because it's the construct of this reality anyway we We need to get educated we We really need to understand what we're dealing with in this in this reality. And I strongly urge your listeners, if they haven't already done it, read The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts. It's a Seth's book. Read it. You will do yourselves a tremendous favor. Believe me. Believe me. This is, this is life-changing information in that book.
0: Linda, there was so much to talk about. I hope we got in as much as I could possibly do here. Thanks so much for being on the show. I hope we can do this again.
1: Oh, thanks Ruth. I uh, I enjoyed it very much and and my best wishes to you and your listeners.
0: All right. And and perhaps we can talk about the new book soon. You said I think it's January the the date.
1: January is the date for The Magical Approach.
0: All right. We look forward to that. Thanks so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you.